Light that spark fire nation, JLD here, and welcome to episode 1773 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. Create your dream life one step at a time. How? Um, my book, How to Finally Win, will be your guide. Visit howtofinallywin.com to learn more. Now, let's chat with today's featured guest, Wes Yee. Wes, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. I'm excited. Wes is a music producer, songwriter, and entrepreneur. His credits can be heard on various TV networks. His jingles are all over the radio, and he recorded the audiobook 13 Hours in Benghazi. He is a partner of No Quit Living, and he's recently crept out from behind the scenes as an artist and vlogger. Wes, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Totally. Absolutely. Also, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. I really appreciate it, and I'm really excited to be here. But uh, I guess I'm a somewhat recent college grad and an even more recent day job quitter, actually. But I own a company called You Write Music, and like JLD said, we do jingles for the radio, music branding, that type of stuff. And in addition to that, I'm an artist, I'm a music producer, and I recently got the opportunity to write for some pretty big pop artists, which is pretty cool. And then I also am a partner in No Quit Living, like JLD mentioned, And that's a really cool project as well. I'm really humbled to be a part of it. But we have a podcast as well, and we interview people from all different walks of life and different industries. And it's actually kind of funny because my business partner, Chris, was on EO Fire as well. And then JLD was a guest on our show, and that was an awesome episode to work on. And here I am. So it's crazy how things kind of come back full circle. And, uh, And it's a really cool show. Um, I audio edit and do the music for every episode and every episode makes me feel like I can do anything. But, um, really quick, I just wanted to touch on the day job thing really quick. Cause I don't know if, uh, anyone sure. in fire nation, uh, is still working a day job, but I just wanted to share a quick story about it. Uh, I just remember my boss was always stressed out and I'd watch him work 16 hour days sometimes for a predetermined salary that was way lower than what I thought he was worth. And when I finally put my two weeks notice in, uh, obviously I was kind of on my way out. So I would just ask him whatever and I didn't really care anymore. And I remember we were getting lunch one day and he was telling me how screwed essentially he was with me leaving and how understaffed they were about to be. So I kind of, I asked him, I said, Hey Joe, um, you know, I don't think I've ever seen you not stressed before. Uh, have you ever considered doing something different or starting a business or anything? And he said to me, he said every single day, I've thought about doing that, but I don't know what to do. And it's pretty wild. It hit me like a ton of bricks. So I really am truly humbled and honored to be on the show because I really want to help Fire Nation and anybody who's listening, you know, not end up in that situation. Well, I'm excited too. And Fire Nation, let me ask you, what path are you on? I mean, does your boss right now have a job that you'd actually want? I mean, because that's the path you're on. Do you want that job? If the answer is no, then... Uh, it's time to quit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the crazy, it's a very strange phenomenon, kind of seeing your future. That's so true. And then kind of uh, preparing to either allow it to become your present or follow the path because a lot of people really like the corporate thing as well. And if that's what you enjoy and that's what you want to be a part of and the track that you want to follow, then power to you. I think that's awesome. Yeah, totally. Well. You do you. But let's be honest, Wes, they're probably not listening to this podcast if that's the path they want to go on. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So Wes, you have a lot of different areas of expertise, but let's just kind of narrow in on one. Like, Thank you. What would you say your biggest area of expertise is right now? Totally. So 
Honestly, I wouldn't even consider myself an expert at anything. I, I'm a firm believer in progress, and I try to just get better at everything that I do every single day, and I wear a lot of different hats, but uh, I guess it's kind of just semantics. Um, I guess one thing that I would consider myself pretty good at is being as creative as possible and as often as possible. And I guess I want to start by saying that everybody has the ability to be creative and to me, all being creative is, is just trying a bunch of things out until something works. So I produce music and I write songs. And honestly, probably 90% of my initial ideas are just terrible, like absolutely just bad. <laughs> and, uh, but I only put out the 10% of good content. So I think there are a lot of people who kind of just rule themselves out. Like I've talked to a lot of people who see me playing all these instruments and they say to me, man, I really wish that I could play those instruments but they don't really know that it took tens of thousands of hours and decades behind it to get to where I am. And it took a lot of trial and error. So I think that anybody has the ability to be creative. You just got to have to, you got to start and you got to try it. So I think everybody's also had a billion dollar idea, like a Facebook, like a Zuckerberg idea. But um, it happens, inspiration just hits you when you least expect it. And maybe you had it while you were walking to the store or something, but then you get a text from a friend and you look at your phone and forget about it or like a Tinder match or something. It doesn't really <laughs> matter. But uh, you've had this idea and then all of a sudden something distracts you and gets in the way and then you just forget about it and then you continue on with life. So the advice I would give is to carry around a little notebook with you everywhere you go. And I started doing this somewhat recently, but it's been literally life-changing because I'll come up with an idea and I'll write it down and I have everything from song lyrics in there to uh, a letter I wrote to my future self and just different positive quotes that I can look back on. So it's been really cool to have that and something tangible as opposed to typing in your phone or something because I feel like you look at your phone for a lot of different reasons so you might forget to look back at that positive quote or that idea, whereas your notebook is literally designed as your journal, I guess. So you can always look back at it, and it's only going to be filled with positive things that will help you to be as creative as possible. And um, also, I guess I might as well share, I have a tattoo on my left forearm. It's a blank music staff, and I write musical ideas on it when ideas hit me because those also just kind of hit me <laughs> nice. just at the most random times. Um, I'm kind of convinced that you don't really come up with good ideas just sitting in a room or sitting in a cubicle. Uh, it kind of just comes from experiencing life and something will inspire you, whether you see uh, like someone walking an old lady down the street or offering their seat on the bus or something. Uh, any Inspiration can hit you at any point, I think. So you don't want to miss your billion dollar idea. I'll tell you, that little notebook, I need it. Um, I go on runs almost every day here. And on oh, these cool. runs, I'm coming up with these ideas and I'm just like kind of stressed out them for the rest of the run because I'm like trying <laughs> to make sure I remember that idea and I've tried different things but you know I just don't like pad when I'm running it like bounces so I, I gotta figure something out maybe that'll be my billion dollar idea and by the way Fire Nation everybody has had a billion dollar idea but you know what you lack you lack execution and oh by the way I'm in that category. I mean, I've executed on a multi-million dollar idea, which is Entrepreneur on Fire, but it's not a billion dollar idea yet. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Time will tell. Um, my, my billion dollar idea hopefully is, is still to come execution wise, but just recognize that you, you've had a billion dollar idea, Fire Nation. You have. Now, Wes, let's talk about what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. I mean, this could be a challenge for you. I don't know. You seem like such a positive guy, but take us to your worst moment. Tell us that story. I definitely pride myself on, you know, staying positive as often as possible, but 
I'm a human being and I've definitely had some pretty bad oh, entrepreneurial yeah. moments. Um, the worst one is definitely with my jingle business. Um, we, when we just started, we were doing really well. It was crazy. We were popping deals left and right and we'd close our first regional deal and we partnered with CBS and they, they actually referred to our product for that regional company as Radio Gold, which was really a shock to me and it was really cool. Wow. And we actually got the opportunity to do a jingle for a national company. For me to just have the opportunity to produce something that this guy might possibly use was insane and super surreal. And then he also had a relationship with iHeartRadio, which is one of the biggest uh, like radio companies out there. So it was pretty, pretty big for us. And we actually put aside every project we had for two months just to work on this one project. And man, we jumped through a lot of hoops. I got to say, we interview mm. people on the street to uh, see what they thought about this product. And we came up with three of what I think are still today some of the best pieces of music that I've ever made. So it is kind of unfortunate that it never saw the air. But we made these pieces and we went to New York to present them to this business owner. And it was so crazy. He takes us into this multi-million dollar condo in the middle of Manhattan that he owns. And it overlooks the whole city and I was more nervous than I'd ever been before in my entire life and I remember just sitting there and sweating and we're playing him these three products and to my surprise he actually loved all three of them and he ended up popping open a bottle of champagne to celebrate and you know we gave him a fair price and he told us that he wanted to get the opinion of his celebrity panel before he signed our contract but uh but you know he said he was all about it and he said we would definitely do business together so we go home we have kind of mixed feelings but everyone buys at their own pace. That's one of the first rules of sales I actually learned. And uh, we figured we would just kind of give him some space and let him let him buy it when he's ready to buy. And uh, we never heard from him for weeks. And we'd email him and we would set up tentative days to have a conversation. And he allegedly lost his American phone. So we just jumped through all these hoops and we never heard from him. And it was pretty wild because we thought that our presentation went really well. And months later, we get an email from this guy. He basically says, uh, I want to try out your product. I ran it by my celebrity panel. They loved it. But I want to try it in a small region first. And if it works, then I'll buy it. So we emailed him back. We were super nice and polite. And we said, um, well, you know, we have to get all our musicians paid and everything. We put a lot of time into this product. Could we get on the phone and negotiate a lease deal? And he sends us back an email almost immediately that says, Honestly, it's really weird that you would contact me to do a jingle and not just give it to me for free. Forget it. We're not doing business anymore. And that was pretty much the last we heard of him. But um, there are positives to the story as well. But it was definitely a big uh, entrepreneurial realization for me because we were doing so well. And then we got this huge opportunity. And then I just watched it completely crash and burn. So it was pretty surreal and pretty crazy. Now, Wes, I have a question. Would you do anything differently if you could? I mean, besides like, let's just pretend that you still had done the work up to this point. Would you have handled the back and forth at all differently? I don't know if we would have given it to him for free. That's a good question. Because what I've come to realize, I guess, is that there are people who somewhere down the line realize that, uh, that they can make a living off of finding these small businesses and getting products for free that took a lot of time yeah. and took a lot of work. It's and true. you promise uh, maybe exposure or you make some sort of, you know, quote unquote promise. But at the end of the day, there's no 100% guarantee. So there are people, unfortunately, who do that. But honestly, it's really, it's really their loss. I'm a firm believer in karma. And I think that power is a really strange phenomenon and there's psychological studies done about 
the idea of power and how we as human beings crave it. And honestly, if this guy needs to continue to do this to get that feeling and feed that addiction, then I'd rather be in my place than his place any day. Hey, Wes, let me challenge you right now and in just about a sentence. Share with Fire Nation the one takeaway that you really want us to you really want to make sure that we get from that story. Every opportunity, like it's your big break, but at the same time, expect the worst and hope for the best. Wow. I think you just kinda nailed it, brother. It's kinda but. it's kinda cliche, but <laughs> it it kinda sums up, I think, the experience you went through and the lessons you learned. And Fire Nation, you know, just eyes wide open. Eyes wide open. I spent a lot of time thinking about it. So, So Wes, you're a great storyteller. Let's talk about one of the greatest ideas that you've had today. Take us to that aha moment. Walk us through that story. I've had a lot of aha moments in my life. There's actually a great quote that I really love that goes, uh, and I can't for the life of me remember who said it, but it goes, when you stop learning, you start dying. Not to make it morbid or anything, (laughs) but um, (laughs) I am looking forward to my future aha moments as well. But uh, the most recent big one, I guess, happened a few months ago. And the story starts with the fact that I was dating this girl. And we had been really good friends for four years before we even started dating. So it was different than any other time I'd been in a relationship or been in love or anything like that. And I really cared about this girl and had a lot of respect for her as well. So uh, it was pretty wild. About two months ago, we actually broke up. And even though at the time it uh, didn't feel great, it kind of sucked, but I had a big realization out of it as well. Um, And that is that the whole time we were together, uh, I always had this feeling of contentment, like everything was okay. But at the same time, I also kind of felt like like something was missing. Like on the surface, everything was cool. Like I was dating my best friend and I had these businesses. But at the same time, I also didn't feel like I was living up to my full potential. And... uh, and it's weird, I would, I would work on these big projects and it was always behind the scenes of the producer or the ghostwriter or whatever, but uh, I really felt like I had more to offer. So I would make these songs and she knew that I always wanted to be an artist and this public figure or whatever, but I would make these songs and I would just never release them. And at the time, what I'd tell myself is that, uh, oh, it's just not perfect, so I can't put it out yet. But the truth is that uh, I was really just lying to myself, if we're being honest. Um, the truth is that I was just afraid to put it out and then fail and become the laughing stock of the internet and become a meme or whatever, but not because I was afraid to fail because I'd failed so many times before in the past and I was totally over that. So uh, I knew that that wasn't it, but I was actually afraid of having this girl be the girl dating the laughing stock of the internet. So maybe kind of an irrational fear. Yeah, well, at the same time, and this is so natural, and I've experienced it so many times as well, it's called like the pre-launch fear. And as long as we're in pre-launch mode, Fire Nation, guess what? Then whatever we created hasn't failed yet. It still might. It might succeed. It might fail. We just don't Mm -hmm. know. We live in this like, you know, fake kind of world of like, this just might work. It might not, but it might work. But we know when it goes live, then it's real. And and that's scary for people. And for that exact same reason, Wes, you just shared, you know, it could have been because of the girlfriend, because of laughing, whatever it might have been. So keep going, brother. Totally agree with you. And I was actually talking to my roommate this morning about this, but uh, I think it even the fear extends past just like the pre-launch phase. I think it's almost scarier to have launched and only have like 20, 30 Facebook likes or whatever and have to build off of that. And then you have to show your significant other or whoever you're talking to about this project that like you only have 20 likes. It's only been out for a couple days or a couple weeks or whatever and you're still building. And we live in this society where 
uh, people try to, I feel like, put their best foot forward on social media and show uh, how good their life is. So to have only 10, 20 likes or whatever is really, really a humbling thing. And you have to really believe in your product. But if you do, and you do everything right, and you're patient, it will work. So that's my piece of advice for Fire Nation. But um, I guess for the rest of the story, kind of forget where we what left off. What was the aha but, moment? So we kind of left off where you were kind of scared to press that launch button because of the girl. Totally. Thank you. And um, so I didn't realize this at the time that this was the fear. But after we'd broken up was where the aha moment kind of kicked in. Because after that, I realized uh, I had this kind of feeling of liberation. And I launched my artist page and... There, uh, there's this guy who's pretty big in the music industry. He's signed to Bad Boy Records, which is P. Diddy's label, and he had a bunch of hits in the, uh, he had a bunch of hits back in the day, and he and I were kind of talking through a mutual friend, and I sent him some of my songs through the mutual friend, and the first email I got back from him was in all caps that said, "I want to meet this guy ASAP." Whoa! And this happened while I was still with this girl, but um, long story short, he's really busy, so it didn't really end up happening. We never ended up meeting while we were together. Um, and you know, I was kind of scared, I guess, of persisting and coming home and having to tell her that I burnt the bridge, what could have been my, my big break and letting her down, even though for me, I know in myself that if I had burnt that bridge, there would have been another opportunity and that one would have been even better and it still would have worked out. But, uh, I didn't want to let her down and have her feel like, uh, like, I don't know that, um, she was dating a failure or this was it for me and, that was where that was kind of the end of the line. So um, basically, after we broke up, I probably emailed this guy. I don't know how many times, but definitely in the double digits, like 11, 12 times. And we set all these tentative meetings. And then finally, I get him on the phone and we have this awesome conversation for like half an hour. And it basically ended with him saying, uh, I don't know if you have any interest in writing songs for other artists, but I have these artists like Maroon 5, G-Eazy, Zara Larson, all these big artists, and they need songs. Are you interested in writing for them? So that's what I've been doing right now, and I lost my and I launched my artist page, and the Whoa. positive feedback I've been getting has been really amazing. So, um, And it's crazy, too, because uh, – sorry if I'm rambling here, by the way – but uh, I was scared of, I guess, failing in front of her, but I'm not – I wasn't more scared of that than I am now of having never come to this realization. So I think it was kind of a essential transformation that I had to have. Yeah, I mean, Fire Nation, life is about essential transformations. Wes has gone through a few. I've gone through a few, and we have some more ahead, and that's kind of exciting. I mean, now that's the journey of life. It'd be boring otherwise, so just kind of relish that. And by the way, that quote, Wes, that you shared was Albert Einstein, if you ever want to. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's totally embarrassing that I didn't know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fire Nation, if you think that we've been dropping value bombs, and Wes has been, um, we are going to crush the lightning round. So don't you go anywhere we'll be right back after we thank our sponsors
Wes, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? I think so. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I kind of just touched upon it, but I guess I could, I could sum it up in one word, and that's fear. What's the best advice you've ever received? I work closely with this guy who used to do the lighting for bands like U2 and Fish and Springsteen, and he told me pretty recently that you can't know what good is unless you experience a bad. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I meditate every day, actually. My mom kind of turned me on to that. And uh, I actually recently started doing yoga as well, Mm. which has been really cool. How long do you meditate for? Not that long, like 20 minutes, just before I go to bed. Can you share an internet resource like Evernotes with Fire Nation? Totally. Uh, This is one everyone knows, but I think it's often kind of taken for granted and used for other purposes, but it's YouTube. Um, If I ever need anything, I go to YouTube. If I needed to, if I flatted my tire tomorrow right. or after this interview, I would just go on YouTube and look up a tutorial on how to change it because embarrassingly <laughs> enough, I don't know how to do that oh, off the top of my head. So, so. funny. I did actually just brought up a memory. We were taking a quick little flight um, from the mainland of Puerto Rico to Vieques, the island. It's only a 15-minute flight. But, you know, we're in this like little eight-seater Cessna prop plane and I'm in the plane with Kate and we had this one pilot, you know, just one, just one singular pilot, which is fine. But, you know, he, he was pretty obese. I'm looking at this guy. He's sweating, you know, even though the, there's AC in, in, the, <laughs> in the plane. And I'm like, what happens if this guy has a heart attack? You know, oh, man. And, and here we are halfway through a 15 minute flight in this little Cessna. I go, what would I do? You know, I kind of always think like that sometimes because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm an army guy. And I go, I would pull up my phone and I would go to YouTube and I would go to how to fly a Cessna (laughs) (laughs) and I would try to land it. You know, I would actually literally YouTube search how to land a Cessna. I would have Kate hold up the video as I'm trying to like follow the instructions on landing a Cessna because that's the place you go. So I don't want this guy to have a heart attack, but I would love to see you do that. Wouldn't that be crazy? See what happens. I think that'd be awesome. So what I do is I would have Kate hold up the, the YouTube uh, video of me trying to copy, but she'd also have to be holding up a Facebook Live of me doing it too. Mm, of course. <laughs> I don't think I, I need to see it. I don't know if she would uh, agree to that, but that'd be a pretty crazy Facebook <laughs> Live. What's a book you'd recommend and why? Miles Davis's autobiography. And this may be kind of a bias because I actually won it in high school when I won the Jazz Award when I graduated. Time flies, by the way, <gasps> so long ago. But uh, it's one of the few books that I've really read cover to cover multiple times, and I get something new out of it every time I read it. He's had a pretty crazy life. Love autobiographies. I'm going to have to check this one out. And Wes, end with a parting piece of guidance. Then give us the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, I guess my parting advice is that patience is the key to everything. And anything worth getting isn't going to come overnight, and it's always going to take time. But it is achievable. And typically, the more time you put into something, the greater the reward as well. And also remember that every single successful person was exactly where you are at one point in their life, and it's never too late to start. I really hope I was able to help and inspire some of you guys. You can find me at facebook.com slash W-E-S-Y-E-E music, where I post all of my songs for free. And if you want to hear more from me, definitely like the page. I make vlogs where I share more of my stories, and I'm also starting a Q&A series. So definitely shoot me a message with any questions you may have. It can be business-related or not, and I'll pick the best ones to answer in a future video. It's also my newest business, so you can watch me build it from the ground up. And also, obviously, you guys are podcast listeners. And if you have a show like this one that really helps you, I think that's awesome. You should definitely keep listening to it. But also feel free to check out No Quit Living as well. We interview all different types of people, and it's pretty crazy. I learn something new from every single episode. So yeah, I think be patient is my parting piece of advice. And I hope to see some of you guys soon.
Yeah, listen to my episode on uh, No Quit Living. That was a rocking episode. JLD killed it. That was an awesome episode. <laughs> Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Wes Yee and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Wes, W-E-S, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. Of course, head over to facebook.com slash Wes Yee Music to check out all that he has going on over there. And Wes, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for having me, JLD. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Wes today. And goals equal success. And with the Freedom Journal, you'll be accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. If you go to thefreedomjournal.com right now and enter promo code podcasts, you'll get a nice little discount. So thank you for listening to my podcast. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side.